The All 82 Podcast is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Did you know Warriors ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts? GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers that shows you all the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the GameTime app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. The app is simple, quick, and easy to navigate. So head to the App Store or Play Store now to download GameTime and score awesome deals on last-minute tickets. Warriors are on a four-game road trip coming up. Maybe you can catch them in a nearby city. Hello and welcome to a solo edition of the Warriors All-82 podcast. Um, was thinking I might not do one tonight from Memphis, um, knowing that it is a back-to-back. They're playing in, geez, now probably 19, 18 hours in Dallas. Uh, but the Warriors won, only their third win of the season. I figure, you know, they get the rare wins this season. I should probably come on and, and discuss how it happened, um, you know, and Memphis isn't, uh, you know, they're not a playoff team, but they've been playing pretty well. They're five and eight coming in. They're healthy, which the Warriors obviously are not. Um, and if you read their starting lineup, I'll read Memphis's starting lineup. It's it's formidable. Ja Morant, Dylan Brooks, Jay Crowder, Jaron Jackson, Jonas Valashunas. They're coming off the bench with Brandon Clark, Kyle Anderson. You know, some solid pieces. They were favored by six and a half over the Warriors tonight. Um, but the Warriors quietly. Uh, have been playing some pretty good defense you know they entered that Celtics game um, and the Celtics so this was three games ago the Celtics had the best offensive rating in the league entering the game it was like 113 point something and the Warriors had the worst defensive rating so it seemed like it was like this horrendous matchup for the Warriors number one versus number 30 the Warriors were at like 117.2 worst ever Um, but remember they defended well that night they you know kind of bothered Kemba Walker Jason Tatum was missing a bunch early although he got hot later um and Boston won that game but they didn't really they kind of won it with their own defense and and the fact that the Warriors are just kind of offensively uh limited right now um but that was a good defensive game by the Warriors and then really since then um with D'Angelo Russell out they go to New Orleans they make that starting lineup change which I think you know it's super unique untraditional lineup and you know it's not it's not going to win a ton of NBA games, but it's kind of allowed the Warriors to play better defense. Which it's Draymond Green uh, at point guard, and he's just out there with a bunch of other wings. Glenn Robinson, Alec Burks, Eric Paschal, uh, with Willie Cauley-Stein in the back end. And they, that's more of like a switching, like-size defense that Draymond's more used to in the past. And all those guys kind of bring a defensive mentality to the floor right away. Uh, and it's allowed them to get off to these pretty good defensive starts. And in the last three games, um, including this Memphis one tonight, where they only give 95 points to Memphis, including 16 in the second quarter, uh, the Warriors have lowered their defensive rating from 117.2 to now they're on at 114.4, which is still not good. Uh, but they've at least caught a team. They are now tied with the Wizards for 29th, so they're not in solely in dead last, and they seem to be trending in the right direction. I do think this lineup kind of helps them muscle their way into games. Um, you know, they protected the paint tonight, which you know, was good. I think they had 10 blocks. Marquise Chris in 17 minutes had four of them. If you look at them, they're like really impressive blocks. He got Jean Moran a couple times. Uh, he he quick leaped and saved a couple should have been layups by Jaron Jackson and, and Valashunas. Um, it was his best game of the season. You know, he had that encouraging preseason that won him the roster job. 
kind of was quiet early in the season. I remember Steven Adams really pushing him around in that first Oklahoma City game. Kind of fell into the background and with the fact that, you know, he is the only non-guaranteed um guy on the roster, there's been, you know, there's thoughts of, well, if they need to find a, you know, space to get a Damian Lee, to get a Kai Bowman, to get somebody else on this roster, like Chris, Chris remains kind of vulnerable all the way until uh the the guarantee deadline which is right around january 10th um but more nights like this where he's you know he's kind of quietly been out playing willie call sign lately and not quietly tonight out playing uh all the other warrior centers uh, he will um you know maintain that roster spot past that deadline because let's look at his stat line 17 points six rebounds four blocks actually 21 minutes not 17 minutes um but you know he was he was good he was high energy he was a plus 15 um and he gave he wasn't the star of the night but i thought you know for him to give him that off the bench was huge um alec burks i guess you would consider the star of the night i mean led led the team in scoring 29 points Uh, i wrote about him i kind of focused on him primarily in my recap and you can read that but look this is this is alec burks fourth 20 point game in the last eight games and um it's he used to be a primary scorer for the those jazz teams there was like early quinn snyder days they weren't good yet donovan mitchell hadn't yet been drafted rodney hood wasn't around joe ingles hadn't uh come into the fold they hadn't really switched up to become this like defense first uh you know kind of operation around rudy gobert um and they would just kind of hand the ball out to alec burks and and i think we've kind of forgotten how potent a scorer Burks used to be uh in the NBA and he's talked about he had a really bad ankle injury earlier in his career um that kind of sapped his ability I think a little bit to kind of burst score Uh, but he also said it made him work more on his jumper and his jumper has gotten a little bit better he's shown it this year he's had some some really kind of big nights shooting it uh he posted up Morant a couple times tonight because Morant was guarding him because if Draymond's the point guard you don't Grizzlies didn't want him on um Draymond so so Burks got Morant a few times in the post kind of just shot over him but um you know he's a useful scorer now is he a long-term piece for the Warriors does he fit as a you know spread the floor he's not handling it because Curry and D'Angelo Russell are out there and when Clay's back and we're talking like you know next year Warriors I don't know uh, he may be better utilized as a trade piece at the deadline this year, get a second-round pick and open up a roster spot. Um, but he's at least shown enough to where uh, if if he's available to come back on the minimum, you could do worse. Now, I think in Burke's ideal world, he is using this situation, uh, this unique situation, kind of out of nowhere where he's getting crazy amount of usage. He would use it as a trampoline to a better a contract this offseason uh you know maybe somebody throws five million a year seven millionaire mid-level exception whatever at burks um and you know the warriors can't and shouldn't offer burks that but he he's very helpful to them right now with only nine healthy bodies with a limited amount of scores with a second round rookie eric pascal basically as the number one scorer and burks is the number two scorer on this team um but you know speaking of pascal he had an interesting night where I thought he showed too much frustration at the foul calls. You know, he has this like power body that kind of creates all these collisions. And tonight he got the short end of the whistle and, you know, we're sitting 
sitting courtside in uh, Memphis, which is like the you know still one of the rare NBA arenas that allows beat writers to sit courtside. Um, so I was kind of up close and kind of seeing the way he was reacting to all the fouls, and you know they were questionable at times. Maybe two or three of them weren't good calls, but he reacted to all six calls like it was just outrageous that the refs called it, and he was a pouting a little bit and. Um, it just seemed to kind of affect his game, affect his mood. Obviously, it forced them to take him, you know, to put him on the bench um, for longer stretches, and the Warriors would like him on the bench. So that's something he's probably going to have to work on. I've talked to Jay Wright uh, about the fact that, you know, that was a problem in college because he's such a big body, and the refs sometimes have, have trouble refereeing him. Um, but he's got to not let that affect him as much as he did. Um, but at the same time, Late in the game, the Warriors put the ball in his hands to close, uh, and he has scored eight points uh, in the fourth quarter, including you know kind of the two jumpers in isolation on Dylan Brooks that really kind of sealed the game. And if you go earlier in the game, the Memphis started Jaron Jackson on him, and Jaron Jackson's really long, really tall, and supposed to be on his way to becoming an elite NBA defender. I mean, that's the reputation that that, that people have on him, um, and he you know. Pascal went right at Jackson twice early in the game, kind of scored on a little, you know, took him into the lane and then shot a little, like a little five-foot fadeaway over him. And then the next time went up and under, got an and-one foul on uh, Jackson. It was actually Jackson's second, so he had to get pulled from the game. Uh, and it was just smooth. And it's just he's he keeps doing this to these, like, you know, reputationally good defenders. Um, and, and it's getting more and more impressive. You know, he did it a couple times with Covington in Minnesota. Uh, he did so LeBron James the other night. He had that really smooth lefty finish over him. So um, the catalog keeps growing, and and more and more, he's just seeming like he might be a a top level isolation scorer in the NBA. He has a lot of other things to work on in his game, but I mean, it's really impressive stuff. Some injury notes from the day: Draymond Green in the third quarter um, kind of got undercut by Kai Bowman when they were both going up to contest the layup, banged his right elbow, same right elbow he hurt. In the uh, Clippers game, uh, the opener, it's. I don't think it's serious. I I could see him potentially um, sitting out the Dallas game. You know, tomorrow's a back to back. Like I said, it tips off in about eighteen, nineteen hours. So if they just want to have some precautionary rest for him, that's possible. But it doesn't seem like a long term thing. Other injury news from the day: Kevon Looney's going down to practice with the Santa Cruz Warriors the next couple days. It's sounding like he is going to come back and practice with the Warriors, with the big Warriors on Sunday, uh, where I think they're going to have a hard practice because for the first time in a while, they have two days off. They're going to take Saturday completely off after after this road trip, and the expectation is they're going to come in Sunday and have a really good, you know, hard practice. And I would expect Looney and Alan Smilajic, who are practicing in Santa Cruz, to come and be a part of that. And if Looney comes through all that well, I could see him. Uh, returning as soon as Monday against the Thunder. Steve Kerr said he wouldn't rule that out at the start of the homestand. So so that's important. I mean, the Warriors probably played their, their best defense of the season in that little 10-minute, 9-minute stretch he played against the Clippers. And I mean, obviously, he's shown to be a, a plus-level NBA defender, and, and the Warriors can use any good NBA body they can get at this point. The win moved the Warriors to 3-12 and on the season. Um, still the worst record in the NBA. The only other three-win team in the NBA is the Wizards, but strangely, they've only played 11 games so far. They're 3-8. and eight. 
Um, in the West, every team has won, including the Grizzlies, have won at least five games. You got the Grizzlies at five and nine, Spurs at five and nine, Thunder at five and nine, Pelicans at five and nine. Pelicans beat the Carmelo Anthony Blazers tonight, and Blazers are actually five and ten. They're the second worst team right now in the West, which is kind of crazy. So, um, again, the reverse standings will become a topic down the line. Lottery odds are important to this team. It is crucial that they replenish. Uh, the back end of this roster with, you know, uh, a lively top five, top seven pick. And, and it's so important to the future that they hit on that pick. Um, but it's also important in the present to win games. It, it's important for this young team not to just pile up losses. And suddenly, you know, if they had lost tonight, they'd be sitting on an eight-game losing streak, going to Dallas and to Utah, which means it would probably go to 10. And then that's all we're really talking about. And that's all they're really experiencing in the NBA. Um, and that's not good. So uh, this was a pressure-releasing win for them in Memphis. Uh, you know, it was it was a high-spirited locker room post game, uh, and that's just it's it's good for these guys to feel. It's good for the coaches uh, to kind of experience. They're gonna even if they're gonna win twenty games during the season, it is important to spot those 20 games right to just kind of keep everyone's spirits up like I said uh during the long winter months but uh from here it trudges ahead they're gonna play a pretty good Dallas team um on uh Wednesday night it's gonna be on ESPN Dallas is eight and five right now obviously Luka Doncic is like kind of getting some early I don't want to say MVP buzz yet because it's so early but definitely like you know people talking about him in the all-star game he had a 40-point triple double recently so It'll be fun to watch that. Draymond, I guess, is the opposing point guard going against them if Draymond plays. So uh, I will talk to you from Dallas ESPN game.